What is up? This is Walker Near, host of the Walk Show podcast. Today, uh, I'm going to talk about why it sucks when things suck. And while that might sound like a stupid topic, I guess I don't really care. Because if we don't talk about it, things will continue to suck, right? So we have to find ways to not make things suck. I think the worst time for things to suck is when they suck because someone didn't take an action that they could have that would have made it not suck anymore. An example of this would be for my own mom's life. Uh, my mom was diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic when she was about 30 years old. Uh, type, di- type 1 diabetes is the genetic one that is just where the, the pancreas doesn't function properly. It's not something that you can ever get rid of, you know, through diet or exercise or anything like that. Type 2 diabetes is one that's become more and more common as the obesity epidemic in America has risen. Uh, But type 1 diabetes is is a little separate from that. Anyway, so whenever she was diagnosed with diabetes, she was told that in order to um, control her blood sugar, she was going to need to count her calories. She was first she was told no sugar, right? And then she was told that she needed to count calories. And so maintaining her blood sugar was all based around the idea of how her calorie intake was. Well, we now know that that's not accurate. The calorie intake actually has almost nothing to do or just does have nothing to do with blood sugar. And in fact, what impacts blood sugar is carbohydrate intake. Sugar is a form of carbohydrate, but if someone who's diabetic were to eat a piece of bread, that would be just as if not more so detrimental than a piece of candy, assuming that the bread has more carbohydrate than than the candy does in in the form of sugar. Anyway, so this is back in the 80s, and my mom has an endocrinologist, which is a diabetes doctor. So she goes to the endocrinologist. And, you know, my mom was so motivated by the, the change in lifestyle that she she faced with diabetes that she actually completely changed her her course of her life and became a dietitian. So she really dedicated really her whole life to kind of understanding and, and, and conquering diabetes. So anyway, so she goes to this endocrinologist who is again, teaching the calorie counting. She presents this new research that's being done. And it's not like, you know, back then there is no internet, right? So it's not like it was a Facebook post. It was peer-reviewed studies that are coming out, and it's information that says that carbohydrates is actually what you need to be tracking in order to manage your blood sugar. So she presents this information, and the endocrinologist refuses to hear it. Um, She then goes to a few different endocrinologists, and no one is interested in in hearing her out. So, you know, here she is really dealing with something that that really impacts a person's life. I mean, I I don't know if, if... any of you know people that have diabetes, especially type 1, but it's something that they have to be aware of at all times. And, and there's new technologies out now that, that have kind of simplified some of that management, but it, it's a big deal. And and here she is presenting new information to the person who's supposed to be there to help, and they don't, they don't care, right? And, and I don't know what their reasoning is. I was a child, so it's not like I could <laughs> call them up and ask, but for some reason they weren't willing to to look at this new information in order to make 
you know, as I put it before, something that sucks, not suck. Maybe in that situation, you don't really know what the best way to proceed is. So you do like any sane, rational person would do, and you try and identify the best solution that you can with the tools and resources you have available. Makes great sense. When someone else can bring additional tools and resources to you, right? And they can say, hey, the way you were looking at this made sense based on the information you have, but now we've got new information to act on, right? In the case of my mom, you know, she she had to go look for multiple endocrinologists and ultimately landed on not actually using an endocrinologist um, to help her manage her diabetes. Now, this worked out for her okay because she was a dietitian and she had again kind of recommitted her life to learning about diabetes and managing it and understanding it but so she was able to kind of figure it out and, and get along without an endocrinologist but most other people that I know that have especially type 1 diabetes are not dietitians do not have the understanding that my mom did back then and probably even today don't have you know the level of understanding that she did but so to ask them to to forfeit the endocrinologist, to forfeit the one expert in their life um, that that can help is a is a hard ask. And so, you know, again, it, it's unfortunate that they wouldn't look at this new information. And when when that is not done, when that's not taken, when that new information, those new tools, those new resources aren't utilized, uh, I think that's the worst when it sucks because now. It could have been better, and we were right there. You know, we were on the we were on the cliff. We were overlooking the beach down below. It's beautiful. The waves are crashing. Right, we're all really happy. And then we just said, "Fuck it," and just walked back away. Why? Why? We could have gone down to the beach. Could have made a fire. We could have gone surfing. We could maybe we go fishing. Maybe there's fish to catch. It's the ocean after all. Shit lives out there that you can eat. Right? Maybe you don't want to eat it. Maybe you catch and release. You're a sport fisherman. That's fine. None, all that's out the window. No fucking fishing. You know why? Because we don't want to. Because we would rather be afraid and stay where we are. Now, this might all sound really uh, vague. And, and the, it's unintentional and intentional at the same time, right? Because on the one hand, obviously, there's very specific examples of what I'm talking about. Uh, maybe the most glaring and obvious one that affects all people would be like climate change, where it's like, hey, <laughs> wow, this is bad. It's like, nah, nah, not worried about it. Rather, just maintain it. I think that I think the problem stems usually from people being afraid. Right? It's fear. Someone's afraid of something, and because of that, they don't they don't pursue a better outcome because they're they're too afraid, and that sucks. And to be to be totally fair and and try and be, you know, point the finger one finger out. There's three pointing back at you, kind of thing, right? Like I'm guilty of that. I don't do shit that I should do or or improve things that I can improve because I'm afraid afraid of I don't failing at implementing a solution, uh, not knowing what the solution is, and dealing with the embarrassment. You know, all sorts of stuff like that. It's a totally human thing, but man, if you can recognize it when it's happening and stop it, it it's just, it's powerful. It's meaningful, right? Like you can change someone's life if, if you can not make it suck just because you were too afraid to, right? Like if you can, if you can make things better because you were actually willing to give that a try. 
the 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 result of of not looking at this new information in the case of of diabetes in the case of my mom again for my mom it ended up being somewhat minimized because she was willing to to take the risk of of just trusting her own intuition and her own insight that she had gained from from doing all this research but for other people that don't have that same access to information or that same you know information that she has the impact of that is very significant it's it's not as if they just were less convenienced whenever you do calorie counting not only is your diet dramatically impacted by how constricted you are and what you can eat because you know with the calorie counting they just say no sugar whatsoever well it's pretty tough to have literally no sugar now i know people are on the keto diet and it happens where people limit their carbs but no sugar doesn't just mean you can't have chocolate or a piece of candy it means you can't have fruit it means you can't have juice it means you can't have a lot of things that are are pretty common foods for people to enjoy the other side of that coin is that it's not act calorie counting is not actually an effective way to manage your diabetes so your blood sugar because you're managing calories and not carbohydrates is still going to be crazy just just like i said earlier you know if if you have a piece of candy people think oh well that's clearly sugar well if you have a bowl of rice that's pure carbohydrate and so if you're counting calories you're going to eat that rice and not anticipate that it affects you and it does and then you don't know why so definitely people can have very serious impact in their life from this sort of thing, you know, either happening or not happening for someone either acting on good information and making changes and being brave enough and bold enough to try and work to make other people's lives better or the other side where they don't do anything because they're afraid. There's huge, huge ramifications from that. I feel like whenever you work with people on things, whether that be at a job or whether that be Maybe work isn't even the right word. Maybe just when you participate in things with other people, inevitably you encounter situations that shoulda, coulda, woulda went a different way if it wasn't for fuckstick A or fuckstick B or whoever that is, right? And what I've kind of come to realize is that, like, like everyone's a fuckstick, you know? Like, you might not be the fuckstick all the time, but probably neither is the other person, you know? And so you can't really attribute fuckstickery to just one person. Like you can't, you can't just be like, nah, it's just that cat. If I can get away from them, then I can get away from fuckstickery. Not true. Not true. It's going to come back around. You're going to spin the roulette wheel and it's going to come back around. You know, case in point with the endocrinologist, my mom went to multiple endocrinologists and the issue wasn't just one individual or one doctor. And later in her career as a dietitian, she would actually find that beyond just the endocrinologist, this same sentiment that the endocrinologists have where they don't care about the new information and they're not interested in trying to be at the front forefront of, of the, you know, the new medicine uh, or the new understanding of medicine. And instead, this actually carried over to diabetes education as well, which is the people who are responsible at the hospitals for teaching people who are newly diagnosed with diabetes, how to manage it. So it's definitely not always just a person that you can try and avoid or get away from because sometimes the problem is much more systemic than that. And the best you can do is when you identify something is stupid for no reason, 
other than someone is being a bitch about it, then you just have to reverse course and 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 present the new tools and information. And when they if they won't accept that, you know, you, you try your best, and really the best thing you can do after that is remove yourself from the situation. Unfortunately, sometimes it's a situation you can't remove yourself from, right? Sometimes that situation, maybe that's it's a situation in your head, right? So now it's you, you can't leave you. Maybe it's a situation with, you know, a family member, someone you live with, right? Harder to get out of that. So you can't just always walk away. That's not always the answer. But if you're not going to walk away, then you have to persist. You have to persist in trying to present the better idea. And that that's where we that's where things go go off the rails is someone will try and present the better idea. They get kicked in the teeth for it. And then after that, they just don't want to look at it again. You can't you can't back down there. And I think part I think part of the solution is trying to find other people, trying to find allies, right? That'll help help you proceed or or uh, further whatever it is that's the the better the better outcome. At the risk of just being rambly and ranty, I, I, yeah, I just can't, <laughs> as evidenced, as evidenced by this, I just can't say enough. I can't say enough about it because it's something that I encounter over and over and over again. And it's just, it's so deeply frustrating. The thing is, is, you know, I, I provide the example of my mom because I think it's very clear-cut example of of this type of uh, situation but this can happen anywhere this this happens in the workplace all the time this happens on on sports teams i'm sure it happens in churches anytime there's an organization where someone is the you know authority figure uh you just you run you run the risk of encountering this and that's kind of the roulette wheel i referenced earlier that's it's you just spin it around and eventually you know, maybe most of the time you don't encounter this. Maybe most of the time you can identify new solutions and they're accepted or other people can present new solutions to you and you accept it. But ultimately, I think that in life, the, the roulette wheel of life, you're going to encounter situations where this kind of thing comes up. The conclusion is, is that you just have to keep trying. And, and in the end, ultimately, um, again, everyone's got a little fuck stick in them. So, so the answer isn't to hate everyone because you'll just spend all your time hating everyone. Like it can't be that can't be that, but you have to constantly, it's a lot of work trying to fucking find a better way. And you just got to keep going. You got to keep trying to do it. And it's, it's not, it's not easy. If you, if you don't keep trying and you don't, and you don't try and have empathy and you don't try and understand that everyone's got a little fuck stick in them. And so it can't be the individual that you hate. It has to be the idea that you work towards resolving. It has to be the, the process, the idea, the the system, whatever it is, that has to be it. And that's not to say that people aren't individually responsible for themselves or for their own actions. It's not to say that it doesn't matter what you know people say or do, or there's no personal responsibility. That's not my point at all. And, I, and my point isn't that, you know, fucking kumbaya, I'm one of the, <laughs> I'm stingy with my time, we'll say. And so I get it. You know, I, I'm not saying everyone's your best pal all of a sudden. But that's why I say you have to focus on on understanding what's happening and, and trying to either make yourself strong enough to to present new ideas to people whenever you find 
an area that, that could be improved or being strong enough to be humble enough to listen to those ideas and suggestions when other people bring them to you. And sometimes, you know what, sometimes it legit is the person or it is the, it is just a behavior that, that is the problem. And, and those are, you know, those situations happen too. So I don't mean to paint things sucking with some broad brush of just always like, you know, oh, well, you just got to find, you just got to think about it different. Like I, I get that. Kind of what I mean there is that, you know, it's not just, it's not just your mind that you have to change, right? Oftentimes it's someone else's mind. And sometimes in situations, you know, kind of outside of the example I've provided with my mom, you know, sometimes maybe there's just a, a bully or something, you know, when I was a little bitty kid in elementary school, I had a kid that was eight years older than me, which is <laughs> now that I understand age differences really weird on his part. But at the time I didn't get it and I was just terrified of him and there was no system. There was no set of ideas that I needed to to try and overcome. It was just finding someone to help me deal with that person and, and keep me away from that person or, or them away from me or however you want to say it. Um, so uh, that's what I mean is it's not necessarily just you need to reorganize your thoughts. Oftentimes, again, it's either convincing someone else to reorganize their thoughts or sometimes it's not about that at all. And it's just about simply finding people to help control another person or situation to, to keep yourself protected. The Blind Melon song called Walk. And I'm not going to sing for you because I, I can't sing at all. <laughs> so our, I can't, the, the lyrics toward the end of the song are, I, I can't believe I have to bang my head against this wall again. But the blows, they have just a little more space in between them. Got to take a breath and try again. And that's a song that's always resonated and stuck with me because, man, man, it gets tiring hitting your head against that wall some days. But all you can do is is exactly what that says, man. Just just appreciate the fact that maybe it's a little bit slower sometimes and a um, little, little more space in between, right? And and just go back at it. But, but man, it doesn't take away that, the sting of, of that frustration when it hits. Anyway, I'm out. Thanks for checking out today's episode. I'm your host, Walker Neer. Today's episode was also produced by Nisha Zarens. Nisha also was responsible for the music and artwork on the podcast.